it's been you know what it's just been so hectic so busy like getting everything together for this just getting this launched just everything it's just been a hectic well as ever a hectic couple of weeks it never really well in many ways it's a good thing it never really stops you're listening to the british baseball podcast <laughs> Busy, really, really busy, really hectic. Um, I've spent about the last, I don't know, six weeks, two months working on this piece, the Josh Gibson MVP baseball card for the baseball court tournament. Um, so this week's been hectic, getting the um, getting it all put together, getting the final touches on. Um, you know, it was a lot of research, designing, developing the idea. Um, so to get to the stage where it's actually finished, it's been, the card drop was yesterday, so it's out there, people seeing it. It's kind of a relief because it's kind of been, it's been a lot of work. So, so I'm glad to get to this point where it's just done, you know. Yeah, I had some really good feedback from it as well. So Heavy Jayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah really nice. Like Heavy J, all sorts. Like Sean Gibson, like it's been really, it's been well received, but I think that's the, um, you know, the nature of the whole tournament, the artists that are producing and what they're producing. I think everyone can see that the standard's been really, really good. The quality is superb and everyone's doing it for like a you know joint purpose for a joint cause which i think is is really really cool and there's a lot of strength to it and for those that don't know about the cause what what is it so the um mvp the al and the nl mvp trophy um is going to be renamed this year and beforehand it was it had a judge kennesaw mountain landis or commissioner kennesaw mountain landis's name on it and um his name was removed last year uh, because he was a commissioner during the time where uh, the colour line was maintained in professional baseball. So his name was being, has been taken off and they're looking to rename it. And Josh Gibson was one of the names that got put into the hat to um, uh, possibly appear on the MVP trophy. So uh, Sean Gibson and uh, Tad Richardson at the NLBM uh, Arts website, they started this uh, drive with Heavy J Studios and Mr Shake to create a... Uh, kind of a, a card art tournament with card artists all around the world, um, making baseball cards to promote Josh Gibson and, and uh, spread his message, spread his, uh, spread, his, spread his abilities, and hopefully have the trophy renamed in Josh's honor uh, to, you know, to, I think it's, it's to, to, to remind everyone of the legacy of the Negro Leagues of Josh Gibson, um, but also all the players of the Negro Leagues. And I think that's kind of where the power is or why it's so important because, you know, this um, this part of history and baseball history needs to be remembered and never forgotten. And I think for an MVP, there's nothing more inspirational than the stories of the of the great players of the Negro Leagues. Yeah. Uh, so why is Josh, Josh Gibson so important and why was he picked above other people? I think, well, because I think he was one of the best. I mean, I think it's that simple. Um if you look at his statistics through the through the years, he played for 17 seasons for the Pittsburgh Crawfords and the Homestead Grays. Um, he died very early, very young, in 1947. And his statistics are unbelievable, his career statistics. I'm just going to look at my notes here because I can't remember off by heart. But in 1943, for example, he's the all-time... Uh, he's, he's the best single-season batting average of 441 in 1943. And that will be those those statistics have obviously been incorporated into the MLB statistics now. 
and that is the best single season history uh, records ever for the bat batting average. Um, his overall batting average, he's second, just behind Ty Cobb. Um, his on-base percentage, he's fifth. His slugging percentage is in the top five as well. So if you look at those, that's five huge statistics. Um, and in all of baseballing history, he's in the top five. So there you have like one hell of a player, like one great, great, great player. Um, if you look at like ex-Major League Baseball players, you know, uh, Babe Ruth, uh, Walter Johnson, uh, you know, Lou Gehrig, all of the great players, they, when they talked about Josh Gibson, they would say what a talent he was, what an absolute asset to any team he was. Walter Johnson said that he was worth, if any Major League Baseball team would pay $200,000 for him, and this is way, way, way back. And, you know, he was held in the highest regard by his peers, but unfortunately it was his peers in the, in the major leagues, which he can join because of the colour of his skin. So I think there's the thing where you think, well, this is a guy who's excelled in the sport. I think he's recognised without a doubt, but I don't think he's recognised to the same level that your Babe Ruth's, your Lou Gehrig's, your Walter Johnson, um, you know, your Joe DiMaggio's are. And I think that's kind of the, the importance here is, is, is bringing awareness to Josh Gibson and the Negro Leagues as a whole. Um, so I think that's, you know, he was also exceptional in other countries as well. He's in the Mexican Hall of Fame. I was in Monterey in 2019. Yeah, 2019, I was in Monterey at the, the Hall of Fame there. He's, he's in, enshrined there. He played in Venezuela, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. In 1942 or 1941, 1942, he was the MVP in Puerto Rico. Um, so he was just a superstar player. Um, but because of the color line and because of the history, um, he probably hasn't had the full recognition, I'd say, that he's, he's really his due. So I think that's that's why it's important that his name gets onto that trophy you now. Yeah. Who's you up against? I don't know. I don't know exactly, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's not like there's actual people that, that there's, there's no set, right, there's, it's these five. I think it's just the Base, Baseball Writers Association. It's down to them to decide who, who goes on it or whether they have one on the AL and one on the NL. Um, the, Sean Gibb, or the Josh Gibson Foundation are just, just it, apparently the, Josh's name was mentioned to be part of this. And Sean Gibson saw it in a newspaper article and decided, okay, let's run with that. Let's let's make this happen. So he, him and his team in um, Pittsburgh have taken that on to promote promote uh, Josh to hopefully have his name on the trophy. So I'm not sure exactly who he's up against. I think um, uh, it's going to come to me later. One of them just popped into my head, but I can't think. I think Grant Ricky might be, might be possibly going forward for it. Um, but, you know, there's no set. It's not like that there's 10 names in the running it can, it can be anybody um yeah. but i think you know there's there's some big big ones like josh who who i think are have got a good chance hopefully yeah so how would you get involved in this card making project um it's through the nlb uh marks uh course like the tad richardson if you look them up on um uh, twitter at, at nlbm arts um so i've been working with them since last year group of artists all around the world and craft makers. It was for the Negro League's 100th year anniversary. Yeah. And that was where I made my Negro League um, dream team canvas. I've got a little postcard of it here, which you might be able to see. So that was the that was the piece I made back for the celebration of the 100 years of the Negro Leagues. And um, the original is obviously much bigger than this. Um, 
but that was that was the, for that celebrating the hundredth year of the the Negro League celebration last year. So that was where it started. Joining joined with that group and and kind of it's been going on now for well just under a year now. That group's being formed, and this was like the latest part, which Heavy J, Mr. Shake, uh, Tad, Sean um, decided. Okay, let's get lots of card artists together, and we'll have this tournament where we'll kind of battle out each week, and then each card will go into the next round. Um, as you said, I think I've told you before, I'm not really comfortable, I think would be, be words that I'd use for, for like kind of battling with art, you know, to me it seems like a, uh, it, it doesn't seem, it, I think it's very hard as an artist anyway to, to judge yourself, but when you start getting into these sorts of territories, then I think it, that, that, that can be problematic, but again, I think the spirit of it and the nature of it with all the artists that are in it, it's it's very light-hearted and it's, it is it's just fun it's really nice to collaborate and see other people's work and to you know to get respect for each other and just see what's see what else each see what everybody else is producing um along the same kind of lines you know we're all doing something to do with josh gibson but if you look at the outcomes that everyone's doing it's so varied it's superb so so i've really really enjoyed it it's been um yeah, it's been a great experience really cool uh, which other artist uh, work have you seen that you really like with this project well there's todd todd radham of course he he released one this week uh it's a beautiful little card um i'm trying to think is it mr dink i'm going to look at his hang on let me give you the the instagram or oh, the the handle here uh Let's have a look is it mr dink dink art 1968 his one is is one that was released with mine yesterday really really cool um i don't think it's a screen print but it's got that kind of poster kind of feel to it of josh um and it's nice it's got bright red the color choice are fantastic it's got the complementary colors green and red down the sides which really kind of set it off and set off this black and white image of josh in the foreground um so you can see that that's uh dink art so that's at dom says Pigia. So if you do Dink Arts 1968, that'd be the easiest way to see that one. But here's one. Yeah. Here's one came out with mine yesterday. Really, really, really cool. Um, but the variation's been superb. When you look at the variation, there's there's there was I can't think what the guy's called now, but the guy who, who does things into leather, like punching uh into leather, kind of embossing it. And he's done one and it's superb. Like I love his work, like what he's doing there. Um, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool cool pieces but if you just google it or, or, or search the hashtag uh, jg20mvp you'll see you'll see all the different outcomes that's one uh, so you've been documenting this journey for a while on youtube in really short like bite-sized videos which have been fantastic to watch and follow like um there's the angels in the uk and jason from dugout classics did a, a baseball card art competition not too long ago for like kids to join in and and adults to just make their own baseball cards. And I find it quite therapeutic and really enjoy doing it, just like cutting up old baseball cards and mashing them together. And I had my own like thoughts and theories as to why I was doing what I was doing in each card. Like I would only use one font from each card that I was cutting up to make it completely unique. And I did for different British baseball podcasts and did one for you and stuff. And it was just a good, uh, nice bit of fun. So knowing how I was thinking about making my own cards to see you documenting yours and explaining behind your thinking and logic into into what's now this beautiful finished product 
was just a fascinating journey to 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 follow you on. Um, without giving too much away, so people can check it out on your YouTube channel, which we'll have links for in the show notes. Do you want to tell us a bit about the process of the the whole design and the outcome and the thinkings behind it all? Yeah, sure. Um, well, it's a long process, and I wanted it to be a long process because I wanted it to be done well. You know, I wanted it to be done properly. Um, I didn't want to throw something together. I think that's always the danger. And I mean, I think you know me and my work enough that yeah. I take it pretty seriously. And, you know, I give it 110% everything that I'm going to do. So I wanted to really, really, okay, look at Josh, understand Josh, look at all the stories about Josh, all the backgrounds and get that all together. Again, this is kind of my teaching background. I taught for 15 years. I was teaching art for about 15 years in, in the UK for five, then overseas in Korea for 10. And again, like, you know, it, the research behind a card or, or a piece of artwork is always like the probably the most important piece because that really that builds it all together and makes the, the final piece hopefully a success. So I wanted to show people, I thought, well, lots of people see the final piece and they say, you know, you, you can see this, but I don't think people understand how much thought and time goes into this. So, you know, I was looking at baseball cards from, from different countries, from Japan, from America, from Korea, ones I've collected in my travels. Um, you know, by baseball iconography, what crops up a lot on baseball cards and baseball stories and baseball books, um, what shapes come up, what colours come up, all this sort of thing. So, I, I, you know, you've got to do your research to find out, OK, what are the what are the what things could I use and how have other people used them? It's always important to look at other artwork. That's why it's so important to look at the other card artists and see, right, how are they doing something similar and how can you put your own take on that? So, um so I was looking at a lot of different things there to begin with. And then it's all about the drawing and the designing, putting those things together and working through it. I think I explained in one of my videos, I used to tell my kids when I was teaching that, you know, it's kind of like you have a funnel. You put all these, all these ideas into a funnel and you're trying to distill like the best bits out of it. You're trying to squeeze the best bits out of that, you know, that art juice or whatever you might want to call it. Yeah. Um, so, and then, and, and then it was onto Photoshop, playing around with the different images, you know, on Photoshop, you can quickly, uh, you know, move things around, change colors. Um, and then it was, and then it was getting to the actual work itself. Now in the work, there's, there's kind of meaning behind almost every part of it. Nothing here is done on it by accident or, or just for an effect. It's done because it's important. So, I mean, of course you've got Josh. Now I've got Josh and I wanted him to be, I tried different pictures of him, but this one for me worked the best because I like the fact that we're engaging with him. We're looking at him, the MVP, and we're looking kind of almost up to him. And it's this picture of him as a young man in his catcher's gear. And I think it's, you know, it's a real kind of stoic image of him, um, you know, looking off into, you know, the future, looking off into, into those memories almost. You've got the diamond. Now, of course, a diamond is, you know, we play on a baseball diamond. A diamond's a very precious, precious jewel, precious gift, a precious thing. And again, that's where we've got Josh here. Uh, you've got the red, blue and white, all colours that are in the Pittsburgh Crawfers uniform and the Homestead Greys uniform. Um, you've got the ball, of course, baseball. But on the ball, we've got the MVP. We've got it in gold. We've also got four pennants there. Josh won four pennants. Um, so I've got those in gold. Again, gold, precious metal, precious material, precious, precious stories. We've got stars, 12 stars down the sides, either each side there, 12 times all star. Um, we've got a bat, he was known for his batting power, um, over 800 home runs, the high batting averages, of course. Um, we've got his name in gold. Again, if you kind of, if I kind of move it a little bit, you might be able to see how it reflects, but it's kind of shiny spray paint. Yeah. And then we've also got, you won't be able to see it on this, I'm sure, but you can see it at night. 
And you can see it in person when you can see it like very close. In the background here, I've got dynamite sticks and uh, lightning bolts. Josh and Buck Leonard played at the, um, the Homestead, oh, is it Homestead Grays or Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Crawfords? They played together anyway. And um, I can't think which, which team it was now. It's lost, my, lost in my mind. Either way, they were known as the Dynamite Twins or the Thunder Twins. So again, I've got these lightning strikes and these thunderbolts in the back. Um, Buck O'Neill also said about Josh how the crack off the bat when Josh hit it was like the like a stick of dynamite going off. So I wanted to include those little quotes and those little stories that I found into here somewhere. But when you're including so many things, it's hard to you can't you could over you can almost overdo it. Also, yeah. but I wanted to keep the focus on Josh and just the main the main man himself. But the stories are also hidden within it as well. So you've got that in glow and the dark paint. So I like this idea that you know in the daytime you can see the image as it is. You switch off the lights at night and then these things just glow a little bit and i love that idea and i speak think especially you know it relates to the the time that josh was playing in but it relates also to today that you know even in the dark times you know if you think about 2020 and the the uh, civil unrest and the the um you know the merger of george floyd and and the black lives matter movement and, and all the all these sorts of political things that are very current at the moment um it's been quite dark at times but i feel like you know these things here where they glow they still glow on when when it's dark i think that's very important again part of josh's story and i think that's kind of again why it's so important to me and what i think needs to be remembered fantastic that's brilliant so what advice then have you got for any budding card artist like uh say for example my now four-year-old who enjoys taking a pair of scissors to do some cards and maybe his dad who were who looking to have a bit more fun with it is anything you can suggest is it less is more no not necessarily um i think number one's the research it's always the research you've got to do your research you've got to look at other artists um again you would have seen in my videos you know i was looking at cards i was looking at card artists i was looking at cards from japan from the states from you know modern times for to you know the, the tea the very very early um series of baseball cards um but number one is the research you need to you need to look at that and then you need to and you need to gather ideas see how other people have done it um you also need to look at artists you know i was looking at cezanne picasso matisse my favorite artists i was looking at those guys because it's not you know this is a, a piece of card art or this is a baseball card but it wouldn't matter if it was a baseball card or or more of a just a portrait or a team painting or whatever you're doing you need to have that your research done so i think that's to me that's always the number one that's where it starts if you if you have your if you have your knowledge right then you'll get the depth that, that produces something that really holds up you know cool so um it's been a bit of a bit of time since we spoke on the podcast like we mentioned before the the negro league um bits and pieces that that you were you were doing um what's changed for you then on and off the, the canvas, I suppose, since we, we last spoke. Oh dear, yeah, quite a lot. When would that would have been, was that was October, November time, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, a lot. I mean, we've been through all the lockdowns. Um, and yeah, I've not been out painting baseball as I, as I would have liked to have been, or, or that I would have planned to have been, of course, because of the pandemic. But um, it's kind of all starting again, which is cool. Um, you know, two weekends ago, I was down at the Battle for Britain at Farnham Park, um, painting the, the ballpark there and painting the games, painting the tournament. Um, so that's been really cool. It's kind of like, you know, I feel like we're coming out of that, the COVID pandemic, hopefully, hopefully things are getting better. So I was down there um, 
playing live baseball for the first time since we met at the Battle for Britain last year. Yeah. Really, the, it was the first time where it really felt like baseball since I was in Mexico and Cuba in the early part of 2020. So it was um, it was great to be back out in the sun, hot weather, painting baseball. Um, I've got the painting here. In fact, let me bring it, show it up. Uh, so that was the that was the canvas from Farnham. Uh, Amazing. So that was it. Was just fantastic, and also That's so I good. Thank you very much. But I think you've been to Farnham and just the the facility there is just superb. It's so nice. It's such a beautiful, um, just such a beautiful spot. Um, yeah. and, then, and as ever, you know, I've, I've not painted, you know, I've painted baseball around the world, but I've actually painted very little baseball in the UK. So while I'm here, I'm hoping to paint more and more and more of this um, the baseball, the UK baseball culture. So, and I like how you get all these things that tell you in the UK, you know, at the background there, we've got a set of goalposts. We've also got a plane coming into land at Heathrow nearby. I think that's over on this side. You've got these little kind of quaint uh, rooftops poking through the trees over here. Um, so we've got all these little little parts that tell you kind of where we are, the location and the, and the culture of, of, of the, the country that we're in. So I've done that. I was at the Metalheads, the Birmingham Metalheads, um, in fact, that was two weekends ago. Farnham was the one before that one. Again, that was fantastic. That was again, here's the here's the, the canvas there. And again, it was just a great day at Marston Green, uh, meeting, you know, I guess they're my local team. And but meeting them and just seeing baseball and how it's played in this country. It was very typical kind of English British weather with the there was a massive downpour for about half an hour that ended up stopping the game, and then it turned into absolutely gorgeous sunshine and yeah. it was just superb. So um, so I've been out and about doing that. You can you can see more of that on my on my YouTube channel. I'm also look. So now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to link up with different teams, more teams around the UK. So I've got a date booked to go to Aberdeen. I'm going to be in Aberdeen on the fourth of July, um, painting up there. Um, the Worcester Sorcerers. I'm going to see them on July the 18th. Um, so I'm looking for teams to to kind of work with, and I'm hoping they'll they'll have me along to to paint there paint their ballpark and paint them in action. So, of course, if anybody is with a team or, or uh, would like me to come along or thinks the team might be interested, then please drop me a line and um, we'll get that sorted out. So I'm trying to build up my portfolio of, of um, work in this country and the baseball culture. And I think it's just, you know, it's just adding to my, my, um, my, my body of work. That's good. So what, what do you need then from the clubs or, or the players as a commitment for from you to, to pop down? Are, are you just going to go down there and, and paint well, uh, freely? Or, or you have no, to... first, first of all, what I'm asking is that I'm not asking teams to, to pay me. I'm not, not asking. I'm not charging as such. But because of like, you know, to go to Aberdeen from here is a good eight hour drive, possibly. So what I'm asking is teams to pre-purchase some prints. So, of course, they know I'm going to go and paint painting of their ballpark of them playing. So what I'm asking is for teams to pre-purchase a set number of prints um, so that, well, they get something. They, everybody who plays that game will get a print of uh, painting that they're in. Um, the team will get prints that they can put in their clubhouse or put in their offices or whatever. Um, and also I'll, I'll guarantee just a little bit of money so it can keep me going, so I can survive doing, doing this work. Um, and I'm asking for a little bit for the travel costs as well. But I don't think, I think it's pretty fair because it's a way in which everybody hopefully gets something because, like I say, it's a lot of driving, a lot of travel. So um, so ho I'm hoping that teams will see see 
well see the the value in, in what I'm doing there but also the value that, that they can help me also we can we can work nicely together so that everybody's getting something um which helps us all carrying on with our with our what we're doing you know yeah why do you think it's important to document a lot of the British teams I know we, we, we've spoke about this sort of thing on on the phone in in yeah. uh, sort of like we, we've kept in touch over over, over the, the days and the weeks and the months since since you first came on as a guest um yeah. so why is why is it important to you to to have this uh a part of your your body of work well there's a few reasons i guess it's important for me because this is where i'm from um but i haven't lived here for well i was about i left the uk in 2009 so I haven't lived in the UK for many, many years. And when I left and when I was, you know, living in the UK, I wasn't really familiar with baseball. So, you know, since 2009, I've painted baseball in Korea, Japan, China, Taiwan, uh, the US, of course, Cuba, Mexico, Canada, and here for MLB London and these few here. Um, but, you know, the UK and, and British baseball is the thing that, that, you know, I haven't done really. And that's the thing where it's like, well, I've painted all these, you know, Asian countries and their culture and how they play baseball, now they see baseball, Latin American, American and so on. Um, now I want to do it here. I want, to, I want to find out, you know, what does it mean to this country and how is it played in this country? And I want to pick out those, and I, you know, I want to pick out those unique things that say, you know, this is where we are and, and, and the, 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 the different areas of the UK. You know, I'd really like to get up to where you play and, and to Liverpool and places like that, because I know, again, the, the, the backgrounds, it's always the, you know, the environment. I want to catch the environment. It's like that one of Busan that's behind you of mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to catch that environment. The, the you know, it might be the, uh, the tree line or it might be a church in the distance. It might be, um, you know, Wolfham Abbey's got the, the Wolfham Abbey church in the background where um, Harold Goodwinson was supposed to be buried. Um, you know, so it's capturing the English history. It's capturing the British history um, and also the baseball and all the things on it. So I think it's really important to, uh, for me to do it here because that's that's you know it's where I'm from it's where it's, it's my country or it's my um my country of birth I can um that sort of brings me to the close of my questions and it as you know the last word goes to the guest anything you want to to say before we we part ways no I don't think so thanks very much for having me on as ever um I'm trying to think I think I thought there was one more thing we we're going to talk about but I can't think what it was now but that might be it who knows but either way it's a pleasure to be here Matt so thanks for having me on and where can we find your YouTube channel, all your bodies of work, and uh, you on social medias? Well, if you go to YouTube and just Google my name, Andy Brown, baseball artist or Andy Brown artist, then you, then I'll pop up on there. Um, there are going to be probably a limited number of prints of of this that are going to be available in the, in the coming weeks. Um, so yeah, look out for those. They'll be on my website, andybrownstadiums.com. You can find me on Twitter at Andy B as an artist, and on Facebook and Instagram at Andy Brown as an artist um and also i've got to say well hopefully you know one more thing that i can tell you about is that in the future i'm hoping this winter i'll get back to mexico and maybe dominican that's two i've got two projects over there that were supposed to happen um last winter because of the pandemic yeah um the winter league in mexico was was very much reduced and the dominican was same there was no crowd so the two projects that were going to be happening over there um didn't materialize but i'm hoping that maybe September, October time, I'll be back over that part, that part of the world um, doing ballparks and painting the players and, and document, documenting the, the baseball culture in that part of the world. Awesome. Well, when if you do go, I'm having first dibs on camper van. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll be getting around in that a little bit. That's, that's <laughs> the future too. Yeah, but we need to see it all that. I need to, need to see a video of it. 
you've got, got, got to show us that van because every time I see one of your videos and I see a bit more of it, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, when you told me what the van was to start with, I looked it up on online. I was just like, what on earth is that? But then it's like 20 odd different versions. Like, do you want to tell people what you've got? <laughs> well, I've got, I've got a, I, I got myself a, it's a Citroen Roma home. It's a Citroen C15D. Um, it looks like something that Robocop would go on holiday in. It looks, it's shaped like a brick. Um, it's 20 years old. Um, it's a real head turner. When you drive down the motorway, you get a lot of funny looks. And when you park up anywhere, people's like jaws drop a bit because it's, it's, it's like something you've never seen before, but it's fantastic. It, it sleeps too comfortably, um, one very comfortably. And, um, you know, I thought about getting it last year, but didn't get around to it or getting something similar. And then I've got myself this one. So I, again, it will help me get out and about. It means that I can keep my costs lower because I can camp in, camp in the van while I'm visiting teams, doing my painting and all the rest of it. So, um, so yeah, it's been fun so far. I'm, I'm hoping to get away in again very, very soon. You should paint it. I don't mean like on canvas. I mean you should paint the outside of it, like do yeah, some no, work I'm, on it. Oh well, you know, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do a painting of it for sure. And people have said that to me, you know, you know, something on the outside. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. But like the world's biggest business card. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> call it. All right, mate. Well, it's it's been cracking to talk to you as always, uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Take right, it easy. Take care. Thanks for watching.